Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. This is It's a Religion on the Air. We come to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America, formerly the states formerly known as the United States of America and to the republic for which they stand. Now two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And I suppose it's probably always been that way. There's always been a division here in this country that uh, has separated people in different ways, different uh, cultural ideals that come into play. You have, uh, at this point, the socialist, communist acumen, the ones who want to control everything, want to tell everybody else what to do. And they think that that is the best way to uh, distribute resources, to handle things. And it is a faithless, godless institution, socialism and communism. You have to get rid of God because the state has to be God, has to be in complete control and doesn't want any competition. And so with our help uh, in the United States, by sending all of our manufacturing over to China over the last 25, 30 years, we have helped them become a different style of communism, a style that uses capitalism to fund its communism, which is interesting. Where the government controls everything, allows capitalism, and allows certain people to win, certain people to lose. And that is what we see developing in this country today. We have a corrupt government that does not care about the common man anymore. I mean, that's obvious from the money that they spend uh, right now because it's they're spending us into oblivion and at some point that house of cards is going to come crashing down and we're all going to pay for it but two you look at the influence that drug companies that wall street that uh, some of these other uh, institutions have and that's it's it's incredible to see what what type of influence is out there with these organizations and you know, as a common guy in a smaller community in the uh, Midwest, um, common sense says it shouldn't be this way. Wait, you know, what's? why would people want to cheat, lie, and steal? Why would people want to circumvent the truth to try and make you take a shot that doesn't work, that you know, the more statistics that come in show that people are still dying from COVID. People still, um, and yet, as my wife and I talked about it yesterday, she's like, her own dental office, uh, there's somebody that won't come in because one of the hygienists isn't vaccinated. And just the insanity that people have uh, developed because of this. And again, it's 1939 all over again, all over the world, just like that. And You'd think people would learn from history and learn from what happened to the, the Jews back in the 30s and 40s in uh, Hitler's Germany. And yet, here we go. You know, it, it sounds like in, in Israel and other places that people are, are having to be vaxxed in order to buy food. I really get a shot that doesn't work so that you can buy food. What sense does that make? What logical sense? It, of course, it doesn't. And look, folks, we have an enemy that's walking about lying, cheating, killing, uh, destroying everything that he can get his hands on 
for whatever reason. How that came about, I do not know. But I believe wholeheartedly that there is uh, good and there is a bad in this world. And evil exists. And uh, God allows it to exist for whatever reason. I think it's because to show the glory of good, the, the glory of right versus wrong. But uh, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but the Bible teaches that we need to be faithful through this, be faithful through trials, be faithful through uh, all this stuff. And, you know, here it's a religion. We look at things from a standpoint of faith. We try and help people understand that, look, the people putting their faith and trust in a shot and a vaccine are putting their faith and trust in the money it can generate, Anthony Fauci. Um, they're putting their faith and trust in the power that that generates, Joe Biden with his mandates, uh, and certain governors, uh, different states, certain mayors and big cities. Um, it has nothing to do with your health. If they were really, really concerned with your health, they would be looking at what uh, really do gives the most benefit to people. And it's early treatment with some of these other things. It has nothing to do with a shot. And yet the shot, every other thing is suppressed. It's tried to be, uh, you know, ivermectin has all but, but been pushed out into the ocean um, from this country at least. And I'm sure it's probably everywhere else too. And I, you know, that's the part that really amazes me is that so many governments have become corrupt to the point where they just easily fall into this stuff. And, you know, my wife and I were talking about it yesterday and she mentioned that the drug companies are the ones controlling everything now because of all the money that's generated with drugs. And that really doesn't surprise me. I mean, drugs, people are, again, going to put faith and trust in things. And even Christians that, that claim to trust Christ will put their faith and trust in other things. And it may be by the influence of others. It may be uh, because of their own lack of faith in certain situations. Uh, you know, we saw Peter himself go through lack of faith when Christ was being tormented uh, prior to his uh, execution, if you will. Um, and so it's not, you know, it shouldn't surprise any of us that people have, have a hard time with some of this stuff and are influenced by the wrong things. I mean, we all get influenced by the wrong things at some times. You know, I went through a period in my walk with God where I was influenced by folks that had a uh, much more legalistic approach to things and um, had to walk through that and look back now and realize that I was wrong in many ways, being very judgmental of others and and so on and so forth. But, at this point, it's you know we can call evil evil and good good. That's what it is. So um, this whole regimen around COVID is just simply evil. It's pure evil. It's you know I was saw a bill for the state of Illinois yesterday to create a vaccine uh, registry at the state level, and I just I'm like, are you people insane? But no, there is a gen there's a there is a an agenda at work here a globalist agenda that wants uh, everybody part of a one-world government, folks. And again, that shouldn't be a surprise to those of us who put their trust and faith in Christ and read the Bible on a daily basis because it talks in there about that occurring someday, that you will need a mark to buy and sell goods and so on and so forth. So 
Um, as Christians, we need to be prepared for that. We need to prepare for an alternate economy. There's a guy, Gab.com, um, Andrew Torba, who is doing a good job, I think, of trying to set something up. Um, you know, within our churches and communities, local communities, we need to be able to support each other and help each other. Um, if indeed uh, these guys get their way, because it's going to be an ugly thing if it ever comes to pass. And I'm hopeful that because of the government that our founders set up with the states and with um, uh, the right to bear arms and things like that, that it won't come true here, that, that no matter how hard they try, it will be defeated at every level. And uh, they may be able to create uh, many communist states like they have in California where they have super majorities and things like that. Um, in Illinois, uh, I think more and more we need to push for splitting the state in half and getting away from uh, the Chicagoland area and the ilk that comes out of there. Uh, the people that do not have scruples that are, again, putting their faith and trust in secular humanism and evolutionary ideas and that do not put their faith and trust in the one true God. Like most of the rural communities in the, the red counties that are in Illinois outside of Chicago. So with that, we are going through the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings. And that is uh, uh, where we're, we start every year here. It's a religion because that is the place to start. There is no other place to start. You start with millions of years, and you are off track right out of the gate. The Bible doesn't say it took millions of years for God to do anything. God, when he was here uh, in the form of Jesus Christ, he healed instantly. He made people's eyes clear. He changed people's skin. He uh, walked on water. He raised the dead he didn't need time to do anything. It was done. He said it, and it was done. And we saw in Genesis, he spoke, and it became so in that day, right? Not in that era, not in that millions of years. It was in that day. And no matter how many colleagues say that uh, that's not the case, I would rather trust God and his word. So I hope you would do the same thing. So let's look at Genesis 17 today, and uh, we're going to look at Abram, Abram becoming Abraham today because of a covenant that God establishes with him. So verse 1, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, so the guy's 99 years old, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. So again, People lived a little bit longer back then. Um, this is still not too long after the flood. And I don't, again, I think the, the climate was still changing, climate change, folks, um, to the point where uh, we have today, where man, you know, at 99, typically a, a man would not be able to father a child, I don't think, anymore. But anyway, verse 2, And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee... Now look at that. God hasn't done it yet, and he says, Have I made thee? That's pretty interesting. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make 
nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and unto thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy father and thy seed after thee and their generations. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between you and me and every seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generations. He that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man shall, or child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that shall shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. So there's a an example of the covenant that Abraham uh, has to show God uh, to be faithful. And, you know, nowadays, as a Gentile Christian, that covenant uh, between God and man is exhibited, I believe, in baptism. When you are bap- when you express faith in God and then you are baptized, um, that is uh, in, in the same expression as if you were circumcised. And I think Paul gets into that at some point in the New Testament. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai... Thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah, and her name shall be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And Abraham said unto God, O that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, which Sarah will bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. And Abraham took Ishmael his son, and all that were born in his house, and all that were bought with his money, every male among them of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in that selfsame day as God had said unto him. Now that had to have been an interesting deal, right? All these guys getting circumcised. And Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. The selfsame day was Abraham circumcised Ishmael his son and all the men of his house, born in his house and bought with the money of a stranger were circumcised with him. So Abraham believed God and obeyed. You know, how often do we see that? Uh, Abraham believed God and obeyed and walked in the ways that God had called him to walk. And that's, you know, when you look at, at Jesus Christ, he says the same thing. Look, if you love me, you will obey my commands and walk in the ways in which I have called you. And I don't know that anybody's ever done that perfectly, some better than others, um, but it's not 
how well or how often you walk in God's ways because he did what was necessary for you to be saved. And I think beyond that, um, the way in which you walk is an example of your love toward him, not you're trying to earn his uh, favor. Like most, you know, see, that's we have a hard time understanding that as human beings because we typically do things to earn favor with others, right? I mean, not just because we love God do we treat others with kindness and respect, and but typically it's because we are looking for a response from them, for them to be kind to us, you know. And, and the Bible itself does say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But there shouldn't be an expectation for that, you know. We, we shouldn't have really any expectations of others except for in our children when we are teaching them things and we should have high expectations of them to um, be able to handle the things that we uh, give them to do and, and to help them understand. But with other people, you know, adult folks that we interact with on a regular basis, um, we really shouldn't have any expectations of them because you know, let's face it, 90% of the people are, are in their own little world, including me, um, thinking about what I'm thinking about and doing what I'm doing. And they're not really, I'm not thinking about others all the time. You know, I think a lot about my family, my wife and my, my two boys that are still home with us, um, because I have a responsibility toward them. But outside of that, um, you know, I think about some of the other people I work with because I have a responsibility toward them. Uh, our church family, because I have a responsibility toward them. Um, but it's it's certainly a minority of the time versus when I think about things that I want or need to do or what have you. So, but let's take a look at uh, some of the news of the day. And from the Daily Wire, this was a, a, an encouragement. National School Board Association at risk of total collapse following letter comparing parents to domestic terrorists and you know the school system uh that we have today built on property taxes which are illegal in my opinion um should not be and you know schools shouldn't be supported by people who don't use them schools shouldn't be supported by by people who uh, aren't involved uh, in the process and don't want anything you know I, I personally don't want anything to do with public schools i think they're an anathema i think they teach uh, the religion of evolution to people instead of um, being even-handed and teaching, you know, everybody's all theories about how we got here. And, you know, that's fine if you want to teach the ilk of evolution, but you got to present the other side. You got to, you know, there's two ways that we got here. Either we were created superhumanly or we were uh, um, an accident out of a pool. You know, you got soup in millions of years, right? I mean, that's really their religion. That's what it's founded upon. But again, in terms of the public school system, it's all politics at this point. It really isn't about teaching the kids anything. You know, politics and sports are the two biggies. And, you know, back in the day when, when somebody would come to town and set up a school and, you know, you could choose to pay them money to send your kid there, Let's get back to that. And that way, you know, parents can either choose to teach their own kids, which, you know, there's a huge homeschooling contingent now in this country, thanks to COVID, too, that's only probably doubled that. 
Um, but we shouldn't have to pay property taxes for the stuff that we're dealing with. Uh, from the public school system, I shouldn't, I don't believe I should have to support things like that. And, you know, you can argue all you want that, well, it's a community thing. No, it's not. Not anymore. There's so many ways to learn things that you don't need a public school system to, to teach kids anything. You know, just disband the whole operation and quit taking, you know, a huge amount of taxes to support that effort. And then let people compete for business compete for students there's a local christian school here that has to ask parents to fund it right to fund their kids education because they don't want to send their kids to um school it's going to teach them crap right that that evolution is true that transgenderism's a, a a normal way of life really uh <sighs> And, you know, all this other stuff that secular humanism pushes on people because you can do that. You can teach people the religion of secular humanism, the religion of evolution, and probably even Mohammedism at this point because the public school system is more than happy to teach in everything else that fills in the blank. But you can't mention Christianity or people have a cow. So because you're then you're favoring some religion over another. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole, but public school system should be no more. It's just done, right? Just like in the state of Illinois, it should split in two. You know, if you all in Chicago want to uh, be a communist state, then that go for it, right? I That's fine. You all can have that. But the rest of us in rural Illinois should not have to pay for what, you know, you guys want to implement and whatever go ahead right i'll just not go there i'll go around it when i gotta go to michigan um anyway a couple of good things well here's another one uh which is interesting mark levin if you don't know him he's a conservative commentator biden has been a bigot and a propagandist throughout his entire career in politics and that's you know that's really true i don't you know most democrats are uh what Many would call racist. I would call them culturalists because uh, there is no such thing as a racist. There's one race, the human race. Okay, let's get that straight. That's another uh, thing that we offer. It, it's a religion. There is only one race. It's the human race. And the whole idea of racism is an anathema, in my opinion. But what it really is, is culturalism. It, it calls into account the differences between cultures. You know, people who uh, are from different areas, people who are from different walks of life, uh, look at things differently than what you do. And that's what causes tension between groups. And back in Hitler's Germany, it was, you know, they thought the Jews were less for some reason than they were. Even though they were in their communities, they were business people. They were, you know, I, you know, in, in my mind, it makes no, it, it has to be pure evil that causes some of this stuff to occur. You know, when someone won't go to a dental office because they know someone there is unvaccinated, and yet the facts show that, you know, 70% of the people that are dying from this thing are fully vaccinated. There's still people getting the, the disease that have been vaccinated all over the place. I know three of them personally. 
it's laughable. It is absolutely laughable that then Tony Fauci can sit up there and say, oh, you need another booster. What is the matter with you people? Wake up and smell the hypocrisy. Smell the, uh, I mean, I don't even, I can't even put it into words. This is just pure evil, people. The stuff they're trying to do. So Virginia Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, too many of our political leaders use race, in her opinion, and I would say culturalism, to divide us. And uh, she's a gal with darker skin color, right? But she's like, look, this, uh, this is a joke. You know, there's no such thing as uh, cultural or inherent racism in society anymore. It's, you know, it, the only differences that come about are because of culture, folks. It has nothing to do with race, um, you know, race is just a tool that, that people use. And it's a, it's a sad state because we shouldn't be that way toward each other. So, um, but it, you know, have hope, folks, because, you know, Jesus is on the throne. And no matter how, uh, my wife and I talked about this this morning, no matter how dark it looks sometimes, uh, we should find encouragement in Christ because um, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say this. There is nothing, nothing more, um, nothing greater, nothing more perfect nothing else that you can put faith and trust in that will give you um, encouragement or encouragement that will give you eternity right and that you know at the end of the day when you if you start thinking about all the things that are wrong in this country or in this world there's a life after this and you're really only going to experience this for so long. It may be 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100, 110 years, but you're going to leave the planet at some point. We all will. And when that happens, you're going to face a new reality. Now, some people think there's nothing that happens after you leave. And I would say, if you really think that, then you should be free to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want right there should be no and you know some people do treat life that way but in reality we all know deep down that there is something to account for when we're done with this whole thing and it's 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 going to be a an interesting interesting deal so let me leave you with this from Colossians, the book of Colossians, chapter 4. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming in the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how all of you ought to answer every man. And, uh, you know, we should be, those of us who have faith in Christ, should be considerate of those who don't know the Lord. And... I'm not always the best at that, I'm sure. But seasoning things with salt means speaking the truth in love to people um, to help them see the truth, to see error, uh, 
and what they believe. And again, you know, our premise here is you either put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ or fill in the blank with something else. There's a lot of other things you can fill that blank in with. And what you identify with or, you know, where you find your identity. Do you find your identity in work? Do you find your identity in false religions such as Mohammedism? Do you find your identity in uh, money and power and influence in your yacht, in your car, in your house, uh, in your spouse? You know, where is your identity at? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Because if it's not in God, in our Lord Jesus Christ, it's misplaced because that's where our identity, our life is found. Our life and, you know, he is the creator of life, the sustainer of life. You wouldn't have a life without him. And so uh, ponder that today. So, hey, have a great day. Thanks for stopping by. We're going to get moving on the, the day's events. And uh, um, if you would like to know God more, please feel free to uh Contact us at it's a ehud at it's a religion dot org, ehud the son of Dennis. Um, talking to you, I always forget to say that in the beginning. But have a great day, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old 16. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this older Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, liberty and justice for some, for those that are connected, those that have money, those that know someone who knows someone. And uh, it's kind of the way we roll in America nowadays. So welcome. It's a Tuesday morning and... Uh, it's, it's a new day. Every day is a new day. The Lord's mercies are new every day. Thank God for that. And um, if you don't, let me back up. We here, it, it's a religion, uh, look at things from two perspectives. One, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his authority, power, uh, his kingship. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there is no one that is above his name. His name is above every other name uh, in heaven and in earth. And uh, then you have everything else that people try to fill that blank in with. The blank of worship and uh, trust 
and faith. People put faith in all kinds of things, realistically. You know, I mean, we have faith that the sun's going to come up every day. Even though we don't know that for sure, that it's going to, but we have faith that it does because it always has. And, uh, but people put faith in all kinds of things. They put faith in other people. They put faith in uh, institutions. They put faith in other religions. Uh, the religion of evolution being probably one of the main culprits of lack of faith in uh, the right ways, right areas. Uh, that and the Mohammedan religion, those two, I think, are the two biggies. Um, although, you know, the Hindu religion in India is a big deal. A lot of people uh, into that sort of thing. And Buddhism, and Shintoism, and many other isms that try and answer the question why we are here, that try and answer the question of, of what uh, is the purpose of all this. And... You know, I'm listening to a a guy named John MacArthur. If you don't know him, he's a pastor out in California. He's been preaching the Bible for many, many years. And uh, it's a series he did on Genesis. So I'm reading the book of Genesis right now, but it's a series he did on it. And you can find him at Grace to You Ministries. That is really good. And he basically, you know, agrees with me, or I agree with him, on the premise that you only have two options, either... There was, we were created specially for with a purpose with some someone or something that had uh, a super intelligence to do all this or random chance or soup in a million years or millions of years millions of years in soup that sounds better so that's what we look at from uh, our perspective and it's a religion we try and, and help people see where lack of faith takes you what you then believe in the things that, that that people will put their faith and trust in instead of uh, Jesus Christ and his lordship and what that means you know we try and help people understand that as well just from the standpoint of what's in scripture what God has told us you know God has given us the Bible for a instruction booklet and a historical document if you will of how we got here and what the purpose of all this is and uh it's the most accurate document on the planet because God gave it to us. And if anyone created all this, I mean, you think about the beauty of creation, the uh, intricate detail of the systems that we have, not only the human genome, but all the different animals and plants and the interactions of our world, all the systems that have to be in place for there to be life to exist on this planet. And to think it came from a bowl of soup, um, you know, millions of years ago is just an anathema. It's impossible. It is so far from being even possibly true that it's, it's amazing to me that someone could stand up and say that they actually believe in that stuff. It, it really is. You know, they have to be turned over to a depraved mind, in my opinion, to put their faith and trust in evolution. They, they blocked and suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness to the point where God is letting them believe. You know, talk about fairy tales. It's just like the Democrats come out and blame others for doing what they're doing, which is, is a lot of what's going on in our society today. Um, that, 
when they do that, right, they'll say somebody else is lying, somebody else is doing that, doing this. Evolutions come out and say, oh, you know, that, that's just religious. That's a fairy tale that somebody created all this. We know what happened. And then they go on to explain their fairy tale of millions of years and suit. So it really is pretty funny. So at It's a Religion, we like to start out in the Word of God every day. We're going through the book of Genesis right now. And Genesis uh, is the book of beginnings. It helps people understand why we're here and the purpose of everything. And then it goes into a historical account of the line of Christ. That's the Old Testament, folks. That's what it's about. It's about Jesus. And guess what? The New Testament is about who? Jesus. And so it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, you have a historical account of, of creation. Um, who created everything? Jesus. And uh, who's going to uh, uh, recreate everything in the end of the world? Jesus. So let's look at, at Genesis 18. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. And he said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort your hearts. After that, ye shall pass on, and therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do, as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened unto the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it, and make cakes upon the earth, or upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man. And he hastened to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed, set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree. And they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of thy according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. So he's saying, hey, nine months later, I'm coming back. Sarah's going to have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham had, and Sarah were old and well-stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah the manner of women. So she's already been through menopause, folks. You know, any of you that are old enough to have a wife, uh, or even a mom, maybe, I guess, that have gone through menopause, most, most guys don't hear about that from their mom, but um, if you have a wife that's been through menopause, you'll know, you know, there's a lot of changes that a gal goes through and to the point where she can't have children anymore. So talk about this being totally impossible. Not only are they old and well stricken in age, she's not able to have, even according to physical structures, right? She's not able to have kids anymore. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. Now, back then, it was a joy and a, uh, a blessing to have children. You know, that today, that has been cast aside. You know, the world thinks that you can only have one or two kids, and that should be plenty. You don't need more than that. Well, in order to replace your society, you need 2.3 or something like that. And last, I just heard a stat the other day that we're down to 1.2 in this country. 
And that's a sad thing, people. That's going to catch up with folks eventually. You know, I know over in Japan, I've heard different things about them uh, having to push people to go out and uh, do what's necessary to create more children. And um, it, it's really pretty interesting uh, when you think about it, because, you know, if, if the population begins to wane and starts to go down as people die off and they're not replaced with enough people, what's going to happen? Well, Bill Gates is going to get his wish that we're going to lose a couple billion people off of this planet, um, which the evolutionists will love. But other than that, you're not going to see economic progress and things like that. Um, you'll see, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what all happens. But, but here, you know, People used to uh, want a large family, want as much offspring as God would give them. And uh, about the only two places you find that nowadays are in, in the Mohammedan community and, and homeschooling uh, communities. So, therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, the Lord, my Lord being old also. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear child which I am, which I am, which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Bam. I mean, let's think about that. Anyone who can create the world and everything in it, who can create the universe and the stars also, is it, who can walk on water as we know now, looking back at Jesus' life, you know, God is over the laws of physics. He is over uh, the things that were put in place that we have to abide by. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. So he reconfirms that. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, thou, but thou did laugh. And the men rose up from thence and took toward, looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I ride, hide from Abraham that thing which I do? So God had intended to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah at this point, but he goes on, he says, Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and shall the na all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, that they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment. And the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. So Abraham was following the ways of the Lord. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is, Come unto me, and if not, I will know. So there's something here that's interesting to me, that, that God isn't necessarily there all the time. He's saying, I'm going to go down and see this thing. And I don't know if that's, that's an interesting dynamic between this father and the son, maybe. Like, maybe this is the pre-incarnate Christ. A lot of people have guessed that. Um, and men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou destroy also the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare a place for fifty righteous that are herein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be the wicked. Be or that be as or be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak to the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure here shall lack five of 
30 find my five of the 50 righteous wilt thou destroy city for lack of five and he said if I find 40 and five I will not destroy it so they work this back and forth and it goes all the, all the way down for 20's sake and then he said oh let not the Lord be angry and I will speak yet but this one's peradventure 10 shall be found and I will not destroy it for 10's sake and the Lord went his way and as soon as he had left communing with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place so Abraham begs him to uh, not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because I, I believe his concern is toward his uh, brother-in-law's son Lot, his nephew. Um, and he does does just that. He says, God says, okay, for 10, I won't destroy the whole thing. And we know what happens to Sodom and Gomorrah, so apparently he didn't find the 10 that uh, Abraham was hoping he would. So let's look at... Uh, some of the news of the day now that's one of the other things we like to do here is look at, at uh, what's going on in the world and try and explain that from a standpoint of faith um, and there's a, a paper we really like the Epoch Times which seems to be pretty even handed about the news and um, but there's a story on the front it says Fauci says too soon to tell whether Omicron will bring pandemic to an end now, from his perspective, what is he going to say? He doesn't ever want this to end. I mean, the guy's had more power in the last two years and authority worldwide than anybody on this planet. And it's ridiculous. The guy should have been put out to retirement 30 years ago because he's a crook. And, uh, you know, you look at all the people who have died through this pandemic and the suppression of treatments that would have worked and helped people live and stay alive. And yet, this guy is celebrated? I, it makes no sense to me. But again, when you have a godless, faithless group of folks trying to drive everything to a certain conclusion, and I believe there's even more heinous uh, methods behind all this, that they're trying to get to the one world government, you know, behind trying to get to a, a situation where the Antichrist will try and take control of everything, um, as the Bible predicts. And so, sooner or later, that's going to happen. Now, whether it happens in our lifetime or 500 years from now is another story. Only God knows that. But we see the balls in motion that will potentially allow that to occur. So, um, and for some folks, that's going to be a scary deal. Um, you know, one of the other things that I think is interesting is the uh, harmonization of the news most of the news outlets, this, the mainstream, the drive-by, Mr. Limbaugh used to call them, uh, drive-by media is uh, coordinated to the point where you have a story like this today. Someone who owns uh, AT&T and DirecTV own CNN, and CNN is so corrupt and so ridiculously awful um, there's another news outlet called OAN that was on their network and they're canceling that channel. Supposedly because of disinformation or misinformation. And in reality, it's where you find truth. Because the mainstream media isn't about truth. And, and I see our local newspaper, the, uh, it's, it's a... Um, 
it's a sad state. I, you know, I went and subscribed to it because I wanted to see uh, the obituaries on a regular basis, which you can go to the local, the local places of uh, funerals and funeral homes and things like that, and get that information. <clears throat> but the when I see the news in our local uh, paper, which brings feeds in from the AP and from USA Today. I mean, like, look at this. Uh, USA Today Network. Z pushes teamwork. That's the headline. Chinese president rejects Cold War mentality. Talk with uh, economic forum. And, <clears throat> okay, so you're going to talk about how great this guy is and how he pushes teamwork in a godless, faithless society that kills its own people. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's what they're shooting for, I think, at the government level. And then the very next story, they're complaining about libertarians running a guy named Jesse White uh, for Secretary of State. I hope that guy gets elected. I'm going to vote for him just because. I mean, I'm, and I'm on the Republican committee situation in Illinois, so I don't even know who they're going to run. But um, I just think that's hilarious. I, I can see the guy winning just because people are going to, you know, most liberals, many of the voters for liberal uh, candidates, how shall I say this, are not aware enough of the true issues. You know, I think a lot of them just go along with the crowd or go along with what they've always done. Um, but anyway, this the whole paper thing is just interesting to me. COVID vaccine rates lagging in kids, but they don't, it says data shows children hospitalized with virus less likely to have shot. I mean, what data? Where is that from? I'm sure it's not. Uh, oh, it's sickening to me that they're giving shots to these kids. When you look at the real data, there isn't one kid that's really ever died from COVID. That's under probably 20. And yet they have to have a vaccine for it. it you know, they've created this whole thing around the profit motive of the drug companies. You know, when cheap uh, therapeutics given early in the process would, you know, like these guys have said, you look at, there's proof out there of different places where ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have been used as early suppressants to this virus and they work magnificently. And there's other uh, treatments as you get closer, you know, down the road a ways. Like in my own case, I took ivermectin and, and uh, there was a steroid, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, and some uh, antibiotics and things like that, and it uh, worked just fine. So, some good news, Teen finished a solo round world flight, that's pretty cool. Um, but, it's really sad to me, I live in a small town in a rural uh, community that's 65% Republican, and this paper is just, it's pathetic. Every one of these stories lifts up the liberal ideal of things, the Democrat ideal of things, and uh, um, is not speaking truth. It's, you know, a lot of it is a bunch of lies, a bunch of uh, propaganda, and yet the, that is the same thing that they'll claim other people are doing. Well, the Bible is just propaganda. Well, no, it's historical truth. But 
sad. It makes me sad for our country to see where things are at at this point with the control of the flow of, of information and truth, um, with propaganda being lifted up as, as true. I mean, you got the Jim Pasaki, the uh, president's mouthpiece, because he can't really speak for himself for any length of time. Uh, slam for cheering on schools to ignore Yunkin. Parents over Matt. No, Glenn Yunkin just was elected or installed as governor of Michigan, or elected governor of Michigan, and was actually put into office. And, you know, he's like going against the mask mandates and doing things that make sense because masks do not do any good in a school setting. It makes no sense. Uh, and it's a sad, it's a sad day for our country when kids are put in masks and have to hide behind things. But you have, again, godless, faithless people who are trying their best to circumvent the laws of God, the laws of the universe, really, and what's right and wrong. They're trying to say evil is good and good is evil, um, trying to say it's okay for men to be women, women to be men, that they don't have, instead of calling that a mental issue, they say, hey, that's great, you know, they feel like a woman today, da-da-da-da-da. Come on, people. That used to be called what it is, insanity. Oh, so MLK weekend is now Republicans are racist weekend. Really. That's all they got, folks. They don't have policies that work, so they got to call everybody a racist. Again, you all know what uh, It's a Religion says. Uh, there's only one race, the human race, period, exclamation point. There are different cultures um, that people draw their existence from and through, but So Sanders takes aim at party moderates and push for sweeping expansion of federal power. Sanders, you know, really? Do we want a guy like Bernie Sanders running this country that thinks that everything should be run out of Washington, D.C.? Has he ever been to a rural community in Illinois? I mean, the guy's from New Hampshire or Vermont. Is it Vermont? I don't know. I mean, this guy's up in the Northeast. Uh, who knows where they get their ideas from, but... But again, this guy, he, he doesn't love God. He doesn't love Christianity. I don't believe. I've never heard him speak anything uh, Christian coming out of his ears. Or mouth, I should say. But, uh, you know, that's that's the overall battle. Is Are we going to put our faith and trust in the state and humans? Or are we going to put our faith and trust in a higher power than that? And I think ultimately that's the battle we see going on here. And here's one for Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, one of the champions from my standpoint against the COVID narrative and he says uh, the only language that megalomaniac psychopaths understand are the loss of their power and wealth. The real enemies of humanity hide behind corporate veils and foundations. A good place to start is the Vanguard BlackRock monopoly. Identify who owns them and you will find the real enemy. They are very smart and use proxies to hide themselves. And it goes on from there but, but there's been a lot of talk lately of uh, these companies, Vanguard and BlackRock, who own just about everything. When you look at their the funds that they control, uh, it really is kind of scary. And talk about breaking some things up. It might be a good idea to break some of those things up and not allow these companies to own so much wealth. You know, if the Democrats really are for the little guy, which they aren't anymore. They used to be in my mom's time. But through all of that... Christ is still king, folks. Jesus is still on the throne. 
He is still the one you can turn to and count on. Uh, he isn't there to do your will. You're there to do his. Remember that. But it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut out. i got to get moving today. So thank you for stopping by. Be encouraged, though. Uh, if you don't know the Lord, uh, let us know. Ehud, it's a religion.org, and we're happy to help any way we can. Uh, get you into the Word of God and get to know this, this God who is the Savior of mankind. All the, the things that I talked about in these news feeds and the people who are faithless and godless in this society can find Christ, can be redeemed. Um, and that, that in and of itself, we should be thankful for this day. So walk in thankfulness and truth today. Have a great day. Things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this old dirt floor. Times for pulling me in, forgetting again the times that I took it too far. I gotta thank you for keeping me humble, for picking me up when I stumble. And although I change, you stay the same. And I don't say thank you.